Welcome to the Ocean Cruises podcast hosted by Andy H. This week we are speaking to Laura and Ross from the YouTube channel Sailing Holly Blue. Laura and Ross along with their two kids are from the UK and started their cruising life two years ago where they left the UK and headed to Greece on their Bavaria 42. Laura is from a competitive fitness background and now runs an online fitness coaching business from their boat, training people all over the world and helping them improve their lifestyle. They are full-time homeschool teachers to their two kids and are currently cruising the beautiful waters of the Aegean Sea. We talk about their experiences on transitioning to boat life, the lessons they've learned from sailing with a family full-time and how they maintain their lifestyle. You can learn more about Laura and Ross's adventures on their YouTube channel, Sailing Holly Blue. Follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and download the audio on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Enjoy! How many, yeah, yeah, how many islands are there? They reckon if you, go to, if you went to one yeah. island every day, what no, was one, that? You, apparently, the Greek islands, you can go to a different beach every day for 17 mm. years. Yeah. Like really? literally, so yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Oh, so you've got a long time in Greece. Well, maybe, yeah. <laughs> there's no rush. <laughs> yeah, there's no, no rush. rush to go anywhere. But yeah. you know, things get samey, don't they? After a while, a so bit. yeah, areas I would say because we've done loads of the of the Dodecanese, loads of the Cyclades, and we haven't ventured over to the Ionian yet. So that's well, I passed through that on the cards on my first trip. Oh, you did, yeah, yeah. Ross has seen it, but um. We haven't, and we're we're hoping that um, this season we might head over that way That's because the, mm. the Meltemi obviously comes just rattling down the mi- the middle of all the islands, and we're hoping we might get a little bit of a breather from it because it can be a bit. Rel- the Meltemi is relentless. It's predict quite predictable, but it's relentless. When you're yeah. at anchor, just in you know thirty knots of wind for days on end, it can yeah, get a so bit can, tiring. And with the kids as well, yeah, you want you want the kids to be able to just jump off a bit more. You know that can. So yeah. we're we're gonna see how it goes. But um, obviously, I when I got on the boat for the first time had zero sailing experience. <laughs> And uh, I landed in Mykonos in June, and uh, you you can tell the story. But that was when the mail team just kicked in, and I went to the port in Mykonos, (laughs) and they wouldn't let us, um, you know, more up there. So we went to one of the south beaches. It got up to thirty-five knots. Yeah. I went and picked Laura up, Laura and the kids up from the airport. (laughs) I don't think I'd ever been on anchor. Took the tender over to the the boat, and I didn't say anything. And Laura just thought it was normal. I was like, yeah, first night. I was, so, I, was doing I, yeah. think I was so excited about seeing him again. And, you know, it had been three months. We hadn't seen each other for three months. Well, we did in the middle of it, but not in, you know, it wasn't good times when we had to meet in the middle. But um, that's another story. Uh, when we did get on the boat, I was just like, wow, I'm living on a boat. I've seen my husband for the first time in three months. <laughs> I'm in Greece. This is amazing, and, and didn't I was like, I swam to shore. We got, a, I got <laughs> just got a new anchor actually in the Ionian yeah. in um, mm. for Preveza, mm. and it's a rock now, which I know, uh, you know, famed for being pretty reliable. But mm. that was our first test. <laughs> yeah, that was the <laughs> test <laughs> on the first day. Are that we, we, yeah, yeah, we yeah, going to yeah. wake up down in Blimmin somewhere mm-hmm. else? I don't know. Yeah. No, mm. it, it, it's in sand. It's yeah, yeah, that yeah, was that was interesting. I think if you've got if you've got a decent amount of chain out and a reasonably weighted right. anchor, you're okay up to like forty knots. You know, you, yeah. like nothing crazy as long as you're not wrapped around a rock or something crazy. Yeah. Um, or if you get over here, we have quite a lot of mud and weed. Yeah. The rock yeah. is not so good a match. 
Ross has got very, very good though at basically like positioning us whenever we anchor. He'll have a stern anchor out over there. He'll have yeah. a, a, a bow out, um, line down. He'll have, you know, obviously if it's busy, you can't do that in the mm. um, in in the anchorages so much. But because of last year being so quiet, yeah, because yeah. of COVID and not many people sailing, we had sometimes the whole bay. <laughs> he would just have a line here and a line there and an anchor there, and <laughs> and we'd be like, you know, in in raves that are doing this, but. Yeah, yeah, we had we, we were very very it. lucky, really. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah we we. It's worth doing. Mm. I quite like, like into the wind and stuff. Yeah, oh. well, we quite because um normally it is north winds. If you're on a south bay or there's some rocks somewhere, we quite like backing up to the rocks, tying yeah. a couple mm. of lines to the rocks. Reverse bay parking. The wind kind of just goes <laughs> over you, you know. Yeah. So um, yeah, and, and you that, feel like you have your own private pool as well, don't you? That's right. Yeah, you know, and it never gets too hot. <laughs> the one thing I really love actually about um Greece. For specifically being on the ocean is with the northern winds you it takes 10, 10 degrees, degrees off, off yeah. what's happening on land yeah. and you just yeah, feel like nice. you can breathe we still have duvets sometimes in the middle of the summer which yeah, is so where like in roads where it's a bit calmer it might be like 38 degrees it feels like 28 yeah like it still gets hot really hot but um, you just like 38 what? degrees does it get that oh yeah, yeah. down yeah. down in roads yeah. right okay mm. Yeah, yeah. I've been on holiday. I've, I've never sailed around there, but I've been on holiday there loads. Just like you know, when I was younger, you guys yeah. say, you know, like you do like which island? I don't want to get into it. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> quite, oh quite, I get a <laughs> Quite a few of them. every shitty oh, place where British people go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good yeah. times, good times. Booking them? No, was it? No, yeah. Used to like going to going places. I don't know if they still have going places, but like the going travel places. agents. Oh yeah, and you go agents. in and you have a cheap uh, holiday. You could just yeah, like, yeah, that one. The window you still see yeah. them now. Like you walk through an old, fa- like in Spain, there's loads. So you walk through an old-fashioned oh, yeah. town and you see like a shop with holidays advertised. Like, God, that's nostalgic. People yeah. used to do this. Yeah. And you're like, oh, these people. Yeah, are right. Trying to do yeah, this. Like do people still go? Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously not now they can't. But do people, if it wasn't for what's happening, go into a travel agent still? Travel agents. That's not the word, is it? Travel agents. I was trying to say travel estate estate agents. (laughs) Travel off. (laughs) 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 Why do people still go into travel office? (laughs) I think (laughs) still do it. Yeah, 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 probably. Some people school. just like to talk to somebody, even though they're doing the same thing as what you would do on your phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's like, that element of, it's part of the holiday almost, isn't it? That bit where well, you book it. Nice. You know? Do you know what I really like? Do you know when you order something online and mm. you're just dealing with a computer and there's no yeah. personal connection there or anything, but then there's exactly. an issue or there's mm. something that you need to discuss. I like getting on the phone and you know, I had a good old discussion <laughs> with somebody, you know, let's let's talk about this piece of chain or something. And then yeah. you know, my wife asked me, oh, yeah, I just had a great conversation with a customer service person. And it's like, yeah. that feels nice because you don't really go into a shop that often anymore and like no, engage. No. Sort of, or it's, especially well, like for the last year, it's become even more. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the social contact is like so important for happiness, isn't it? I mean, oh, everyone's so becoming so sort of like, section not section the kind of the word alienated from each other yeah, yeah. that we feel like for example your phone call you feel good after a phone call because yeah. it's almost rare that we get to do that you know yeah. i i'm, I'm pretty old don't, don't even like do phone calls anymore 
like, it's all just message on Facebook. Yeah, you know, like me and my wife were having a discussion about it like a few nights ago. I can't remember what brought it on. And I think I think some people came around because we like doing Airbnb. So I think some people came around and they were really nice. I'd be like, oh, wouldn't it be great if you had like really cool neighbours or something? Not saying, yeah. I'm, no, my neighbours will never listen to this anyway. Um, but yeah, not saying <laughs> we don't have like nice neighbours. Um, but like that, that sense of, it just feels like when I was younger, you knew everybody on the street. And yeah, you would go and knock on the door of your neighbours and just like have a random chat, and that's like yeah. kind of gone. And I think the internet. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's people or if it's the internet, but like the phones, some... the apps, it's definitely had a negative impact. Take that. takes away from that. Mm. Yeah. That's what we like about here, isn't it? Yeah, like being here's a bit more back time. It's like been, what you're yeah. talking about. It's so lovely. I think you know. Firstly, we left the life that we were in mm. for those kinds of not that reason exactly, but we wanted more connection yeah, you know as a family we want yeah we wanted that family connection um we definitely get when we can have it we have more quality time with family now like whether it's facetime or if we were going abroad to visit them everything is now quality time like, whereas before it was like yeah. passing and phoning or texting you know we've mm -hmm. got kind of like almost like minimalized that to us as a family we're always together so we have that connection when when times are tough we've always got each other for a hug or you know someone to talk to but also on a on a different note um where we are now in the marina it, everybody has that sort of similar mindset of they just sure. they love even though we're not allowed to specifically go on people's boats because of obviously lockdown you mm. can still talk to each other from a distance you know and you can still I don't know. There is a connection there, and so when is that the rule not, you're not allowed to go on. Well, what is we, it? What's going on there? It's very difficult because we, this is kind a... of our garden, and and uh, it's like we've all got our homes in the same garden, and we've got a beach attached to it, and we've got a beach bar, which we call the sunset bar, which is basically the rocks that look at the sunset, and uh, yeah. We yeah, it's when when it's more relaxed when the lockdown um, restrictions are relaxed because they have been and then they get stronger and then they relax again yeah. you're allowed like up to nine people together you can have nine people sat on the sunset bar watching the sun go down together or we do yoga at the dockside and we are allowed to do that but at the moment we're in deep red so it yeah, is red. everybody's being way more like cautious and respectful well, really yeah as much as as yeah. much as i think laros ever will you know, yeah. um, but you can't stop the kids playing. <laughs> you know, you no. can't. It's fit, like so, our, our kid goes to nursery and he's he's going through that process. You know, picking up every cold and every type of bug. So we're getting sick constantly as well. Oh, no, it's fine. They have to do it. He's he's still at that yeah. age where he discovers what everything is by licking it, whether it's on the bottom of your shoe or on a wall. You know, that's his way of figuring what, stuff out. What age is that? Because I'll still do that. <laughs> he's yeah, nine he's and like, a half. He's coming, coming up to two. I did it until oh. I was like very you know, old stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know that it's like, it's like your explanation of the situation is like pretty accurate, but the concept yeah. of it is like, this is so strange. Like, how yeah. are adults having this conversation now? Yeah, like, right. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, we, we can't see a 10th person, but nine can mm. come. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's crazy. It well, we, I don't think you ever really get more than nine people in, in a gathering in the marina anyway, because it's probably not yeah. even enough people that would, would be able to do it but um it's like it's like a neighborhood it's so lovely and we do feel very supported and safe everyone yeah, and we were all like-minded yeah. not just so, the marina 
everywhere we've been in Greece. Like, yeah. We bump into people, we all help each other. Oh, sure, yeah, the Greeks are incredibly sure, friendly. Same with you, over where you are, the sailing community, that's what we love about it. Yeah. It's just, any, most yeah. people, there's, there's one in a hundred that's an idiot, um, but most people will help help someone out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think once you get a little group as well, you know, people who are all like yeah. similar, yeah. similar yeah. interested. Yeah, like, everyone's got everyone's back as well. Walking over a few bucks, oh, can you come and help? Yeah. They'll just give up three or four hours of the day to like mm. just come and help yeah. you with whatever issue you've got. It's really nice. Yeah, yeah there, exactly. there is one issue. The, the one issue is if you ever want to go to the toilet, it takes you about two hours to go and come yeah. back. We, we are people. very fortunate oh, okay. that <laughs> just like we're like, if you, imagine, <laughs> if you imagine the end of a street, the end of a block, we are yeah. positioned at the end of a pontoon on the end of a block yeah, so right. that the kids don't, you know, go on everyone's boats all the time, but also we're like distance enough from like the main path so that we can just work get our heads down and get the homeschool done and all the rest of it um and we we don't bother other people with our noise because we're, like we're, we're really rowdy um so we don't bother the neighbors uh but also we sort of get a bit of distance of peace but then like ross said if you try to get to the supermarket or go out of the marina or just go to the toilets yeah. you'd bump into everyone and and, and you, yeah but but you never walk away from it feeling like oh that wasn't it was it's always a lovely yeah, you know nice. like you say human contact so yeah. we've got we had people living closer to us in the street that we lived at in the uk all along the street and yeah, yeah, we, yeah we some of them we'd never spoken to before in our lives so yeah, yeah we're so lucky i mean you think about people who are in high-rise buildings and flats and um i don't know those sort of situations where they don't come into contact with people very much mm. We oh, are so lucky. Yeah, like yeah, we yeah. always think every day we're like, wow. Yeah, we count our lucky stars that we're here, really. Yeah. But, um, in the wintertime, the the boat can feel at times sort of not possibly we get cabin fever. Like a pressure cooker. <laughs> <laughs> so um it can feel a little bit like particularly when, a little bit. when there's bad weather. <laughs> yeah, the bad weather gets me. It stirs me up, like the, the sound of the howling through the um the masts, mm. like that constant sort of drone. You don't notice it, but it does it does slowly sort of like I mean you probably know what I mean. It's it's like a little leak in your bucket of energy. <laughs> yeah, <it's> <laughs> slowly like going of, down. It's like you're in a really nice prison sometimes yeah, yeah. 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 quality <laughs> prison that looks quite nice yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. which no one's telling you you can't get off but you actually can't <laughs> yeah well you've, yeah, you've got it's... like a full enclosure on on over your uh, cockpit yeah just, yeah which is nice for the winters it, and it would have been nice for the first winter if ross had known it was even on the boat <laughs> oh no way it's got you know, yeah. it's supposed to be a spinnaker so there was supposed to be a spinnaker with the boat. Funny looking spinnaker. There was this bag in the back of the boat and in Plymouth I never needed a spinnaker, so I never mm. went to get it. Yeah. Um and then it wasn't until we got here that um, <coughs> I even realised we had didn't have a spinnaker, we had this full enclosure, which would have been brilliant in Plymouth, this enclosure, because mm. the winter's like it was that. lashing it down <laughs> sideways. Didn't you sail over here with it, Darren, as well? You didn't know you had it until you got to Portugal, was it? I can't remember. It was when I looked at the spinnaker. Yeah. Um, it was a Whenever while. you needed that. Yeah. <laughs> so it was when you went <laughs> to get out the spinnaker you then found to your enclosure for your coffee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't need that now. I need you sail. <laughs> yeah. 
No, it's good though because it allows you to have like a. I suppose it's something similar to like what you'd have as a conservatory in the UK. You know, it's another room. Winter. I mean, we're in it yeah, now. You've got like a oh, bit yeah, more light. Yeah. This is our office. In, it is in just the winter, like a it, it gets pretty hot though, doesn't it? In the sun, we well, have yeah, to let sides down stuff. But yeah. you know, you've got well, for example, our bow cabin, which is our bedroom, mm. is the bedroom come TV movie room. <laughs> so that right. doubles as that at a certain time <laughs> of day. The boys would be in there watching a movie or or I won't be sleep or relax. And then the boys are at the back. The back? Yeah. I always get that wrong. Stern. Um it looks so spine on it. So we've got two stern double cabins. They yeah. yeah. So, so they're they've got a lot of room. Quite far away from us, um which kind of like provides enough distance that we don't feel like we're on top of each other all the time. But then we've got the middle section where the we... saloon as our... Homeschool, really, isn't it? Yeah, and it's our, like, sound barrier. Eat, eat, yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically. It's like our eating, homeschooling area. And then this up here is our office. Or if that's when it gets tricky, My isn't office. it? Where, where he likes to think so. When, um, when the enclosure, like, when it's really bad weather or cold and we can't be up at it, we're down there and we're trying to do homeschooling and working or he's editing he's got his he's all right for him he's got his headphones on <laughs> i just look at him like this how nice i'm working <laughs> yeah he's like but i'm working i'm editing oh it's all right for you isn't it anyway but um we do have Editing takes hours and hours <laughs> <laughs> it really does seem to even you when so you finish just the way something yeah you know yeah. <laughs> but um yeah <laughs> But um, I think every room has a has like a double purpose, and we've we've just found our way of making it work, haven't we? Making it. Flow. And it, it's different in winter to summer. Like, yeah. um, when, oh, winter's definitely harder. And it's funny because we have a winter and summer, but it's because our first winter, this whole Corona thing, kind of kicked off. Yeah. And it you can't go anywhere anyway, so mm. it's kind of like we are marina based more in the winter. And mm. then when we're at anchor, everything changes again doesn't it yeah we have to sort of switch um switch lifestyles don't we in the winter we we're in work 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 and it's easy just step off the boat yeah. all the shops you can just get anything whenever you want it but you don't get that feeling obviously that you get when you're on anchor which is somewhere else and that's oh, why yeah. i think degrees, we we work degree, yeah. so hard in the winter is so that in the summer like we're sort of like but they call it blasting blast and cruise so you blast in the winter you work really really hard uh, the boat do whatever you can and then when the summer comes everything drops down the homeschooling drops down to like a minimal level and we can just really just like immerse ourselves in it but you don't get the rough without the smooth you know so we have to have to push hard in the winter but we, we're hoping we might do something different this winter but that's that's an that's a in the pipeline well, we've kind of found our flow in the year so like laura's yeah. saying we we film all of our footage in the summer mm. and we get enough for like a whole year so mm. more like vlogging in the summer showing everyone the fun stuff winter we no really, one wants to see the in, just the inside of a boat in the winter <laughs> in the winter we really do we concentrate on homeschooling a lot we mm. call it boat school but we plow as much information into the boys as we that sounds like we work into the bone. We don't, mate. We, we make it fun. Like a Chinese sweatshop going up and down there. Yeah. Up, <laughs> down at the table. No, it's not. It's not like if. To be fair, I think with homeschooling, you can get like in in a school situation for a two hour class, a child would probably learn a 
not even a quarter of what you can learn in two hours when it's you teaching them and yeah, you're almost one-to-one. One to one, one one you are, oh, you like, know. Yeah, it's like personal tutoring. You, you know, you could go for... Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, you could go for in a year what, you, what it would take four years usually, yeah. Exactly. So, and so we have to be really mindful of that, actually, because I put a lot of pressure on myself when it comes to schooling to, you know, think, oh, am I doing enough? Am I doing enough? And I only recently really sort of properly let myself have the permission to slow down a bit with them because we've got a friend in we? yeah we've got a, made a friend She's who a private teacher she's actually okay. from the youtube channel to get lost yeah. emily and adam and emily was a oh, primary school teacher her a couple of times actually have you uh, yeah, oh they're so lovely she's, uh, i think she's, she's friends with yeah she's friends with some of my friends who have a sailing oh, okay. channel so yeah we just oh, had like, a random conversation they got friends with. Yeah. Well, uh, well, she's actually got the boys at the moment doing a beach oh, school nice. lesson. Yeah. So she, we've talked a lot because obviously having someone who was uh, in a, a professional in in schools, having someone to actually talk to about it was amazing because I've basically yeah, been, been yeah I've been doing sure. whatever I could do for two years now basically like just clasping at straws to make sure I'm doing everything properly and she stopped me and said Laura I give you permission to slow down you're doing absolutely fine they are you know doing amazingly well that's really really stop stop bashing yourself (laughs) because you do it's mum guilt isn't it yeah you know every mum gets it like a kid's education you haven't got that um you haven't got that reassurance that you know when you, when they exactly, go to school exactly. and they do a test and they do really well yeah. like yeah you know or parents you know yeah. but I suppose yeah. it's a lot more difficult to like manage oh yeah you, you don't... we would we did I tested Josh quite a lot with um his sats because they yeah. do their sats yeah. at um what year they do seven it. years old i think it is yeah not really sure oh the first ones yeah the primary school ones yeah, yeah. he didn't yeah. do them so we had one. like mock ones through twinkle which is what this was like the program the teachers used yeah and um he, he was he was doing really well with those so for me that was reassurance and then we have yeah. this amazing app uh for anyone who's listening actually that homeschools yeah. this will be uh gold uh called doodle maths so okay. Doodle Maths, they do Doodle Maths, Doodle English, Doodle Tables and Doodle Spell, oh. but the actual app is called Doodle Maths. And okay. what they do, is, it's like, it's this incredible app that basically teaches them English and maths um, online, but in such a way that the child absolutely loves it, really enjoys it, but they it's geared in such a way that it gets the... The right level of curriculum into them and you have mm. uh targets and stuff but you get as a parent you get feedback on like their age the current age that they're where they're at, at in the curriculum where they're at in the curriculum where their okay. gaps are what you can it's it's fantastic Brilliant. and a, another one actually while i'm thinking of it is one called tapity which is science okay. <laughs> and they have online teachers they do live science online so classes. classes oh brilliant yeah. absolutely i think with everything that's happened in the world uh, we, again, have been quite lucky in the sense that there's so much more online now. Like, mm. so much of the world has had to go to online schooling. Yeah. That the resources that are available now, anyone could do it. Anyone could do it anywhere. All you need is a lot of patience. see, like, almost yeah. the world changing. Yeah, going that way. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, schools I what, started in Victorian times. 
And I can I see what, what are we going to be doing in 100 years? Are we still going to school? <laughs> well, you know, I remember like when I was, I think I was like, yeah, I was 10 because we actually went from my 10th birthday. My parents took me to uh, Disneyland. Is it Disneyland or mm. Disney World? No, Disney World in America, Disney. the one in Florida. Yeah. And they've got this place called the Epcot Center, which is like a science and technology theme park. It sounds boring. Yeah. It's actually really cool. No, that sounds really cool to me. So one of the attractions is this, it's like there's a ginormous golf ball when you walk in. A ginormous right. being like, you know, 50 foot, 60 foot, whatever it is. And there's a ride inside. And it's showing you the future. It actually shows you the past, the present, and the future, but it's showing you what could happen. Right. And this was like twenty, like twenty-five years ago. Yeah, because I'm like yeah. thirty-five. It was twenty-five years ago, and it showed you kids sat at home with hologram teachers, and that's the no story. way. Yeah. Wow, it's pretty it's much like, happening. Yeah, it's pretty much happening. But like, what, <laughs> what I think is going to be a pretty interesting discussion is, well, two, working from home. Like, do people really need to go into an office? Uh, a lot of people are discovering they don't. Oh, yeah. Well, I think we're finding out they mm. don't. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever yeah. heard of the book, The Four Hour Work Week? Yeah, but I've never read it. Yeah. A few people. Well, I've read se sections of it, and one of the sections is where you can actually, if you are in a job and you want to work from home, mm. you can like make steps towards doing it and sort of show your boss that you can do it from home, and then you can do it from home. But who's to say your home doesn't have to be? <laughs> Else. in china yeah. or australia or whatever but you just mm. don't tell your boss <laughs> it's brilliant it's fine <laughs> yeah yeah no so i wonder yeah. if there are any people out there nowadays like through this sort of furlough time who are having to prove their exact location we've, got a, friend. <laughs> we've got a friend who's mm. going to run a restaurant from his boat yeah yeah so in another country yeah, of... restaurant in another country from his boat yeah so. i was speaking you... to a guy like a few weeks ago who like runs his casino from his boat. I have mm. no clue how he does that, but yeah, he's a casino nah. owner. And he was like, yeah, I do all my business <gasps> from my boat. It sounds to me like he's probably got a lot of people working for him. He's got a pretty good life it. as well. Yeah. Mm. Well, like the, so the, the concept, because like in my, in my job, I deal a lot with like the HR departments of, of big businesses, like oil and gas companies, and um, they're all working from home. Like all of them, they're all working from home. So that is one yeah. job which you can completely say you don't need to be there. Uh, accounting, yeah. IT. Like I've got a friend who is a, it's like a senior manager with the European Commission, and he runs yeah. like he runs a department at the European Commission. Now you'd think, wow, that's really serious, and it's like we've got all these servers and hardware and stuff, and he he doesn't go to work anymore. He can do everything yeah. from home, just like Remotely. some, some yeah. support in Brussels, and that's it. So it's like there's definitely going to have to be a conversation there because it yeah. depends on how much work actually weighs you down as a person. Oh, it definitely. depends on your job. But I, my, I, I was not corporate life for years and years, and it does make you miserable. Mm. And you don't realise it makes you miserable until you walk away from it. Oh, exactly. So, and I think yeah. uh, like there's the whole environment dictates performance as well. And yeah. if for an employer, it kind of makes sense that if you're happy in your environment, mm. as long as you are self-disciplined, that you can organ like we've had to become very very self-disciplined and routined to get the job done if you're happier in your environment you're probably going to be better at your job anyway so it makes sense and I think it's a beautiful thing that the world is becoming more open-minded yeah. to what you do and don't need mm. so I mean mm. like for me you know I'm, I'm an online coach and um and I coach from the boat but also I train from the boat and I if people want to train I can 
take them anywhere and people can't understand sort of to a point the concept of not needing a gym but actually you don't need it you don't need one you can you know you can there's so many ways of um Sorry, I could go on a rant about fitness, can I? I've got to be really careful because once I get on topic, yeah. you won't get me you off. Let's just I'm, say I'm there, 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 there are no limits. Let's just say that. But yeah, yeah. I competed oh, actually. One one last thing. I did compete last year without the use of gym. I trained for an international IFBB competition. I did. So, um, oh. yeah, well, I used to obviously... Um, I don't know if anyone knows the backstory, but I was competing for the UK for quite a while. Uh, Team GB uh, got to 10th in the world, which um, was quite nice. But um, going on from that, when we started sailing, I still had it in me. I was like, oh, I love bodybuilding. Like, I love the, the process of prep. I love the actual competing side of it. So when coronavirus hit last year, we went to Not lockdown. I had a comp booked in the UK, actually. I had flights, mm. accommodation, everything was booked. I was going to mm. fly back for my 40th present to myself was going to be to compete for one last time. And I was going to do the British National Championships, which I'd won a couple of years before. And I was hoping to go back and, you know, reclaim the title or whatever. But anyway, um, <laughs> I had, I was just, the idea, I, I love having a challenge. I love something to sort of aim for, especially with, with fitness, because um, it keeps you on track, doesn't it? So... Anyway, that didn't happen and I was gutted. And then the IFBB announced that they were going to do their first ever online e-comp. Mm. So I decided, right, I'm training here anyway. I've got this beautiful environment. Let's just do it here. And uh, yeah, literally right I literally there. did it right outside the boat. We had to do a, a film my presentation and stunning scenery, oh, a no, lovely bikini. Yeah, they, what, they, I don't... So it was live, but you were live shooting from your location. No, no, no. You put in a video. I don't know. It it's a video entry. So normally right. with competitions, with bodybuilding competitions, you have a stage yeah. and you have to do uh, certain like uh, walks and then you get called back and all the rest of it. They do comparisons. So there wasn't all of that, but you had to do an official video, which you would then send in as an entry on a specific day to just prove that you'd prepped for the comp. Mm. And then they would assess you via the videos. It was judged um, by the public, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it, it wasn't, it oh, didn't right. work out so great because it was judged by the public and I'm a bit uh, sometimes. And oh, I said, yeah. everyone, you need to vote a five for me if you want me to win. And um, it you was five. It was supposed to be one. So you're supposed to oh, no. be one. Yeah, everyone, like, like all these people. So all your friends voted like, you down. No, Laura. And all the yeah, strangers yeah, probably voted me. for you. I've yeah. still got third place, though, to be fair, even though I had to switch it around after a bit. But anyway, um, With your entire that's what I'm family saying, rooting like, against you, you've still got it. Yeah. 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 Lose, like, Laura, lose. Oh, yeah. 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 And then oh, no one knew. And then I had to tell everyone, which was even worse, because yeah. that's embarrassing. Um, but anyway, the point I'm getting to is, like it just shows you know that you don't need what you think you need to yeah. do what you want to do there's always a way always a way and I think if you're open-minded about anything you can yeah we found a way aren't we to yep. make it work yep. people say we're mental but <laughs> sometimes no, I think we are <laughs> I mean, even yeah. if you think though like the, the idea like 20 years ago that you could run like a fitness business from a boat Mm. because mm. that was i mean like the fitness industry has gone through like a few 
like leaps over like the last 50 years. You had like the 70s and yeah. 80s where uh, the Arnie was coming around and Louis Ferrigan. Oh, yeah. Oh, Good old in, in the 90s, you had like Mr. Motivator and people wearing like... Oh, yeah. Remember that guy? Yeah, he was awesome. He does videos on YouTube. Love Mr. Motivator. Light Crow, is it? Yeah, he had... He was like... Really cool. Yeah, brilliant. He was like the Joe Wicks. Kind of like the Joe Wicks of back then. the original Joe Wicks. Yeah, but now Joe Wicks doesn't wear Lycra. Yeah. It's just a shame he should, but I think a lot of women would like it if Joe Hicks I'd like him to wear like it. I think he should. We should have like a comp, like no, not a comp, a poll. Okay, I'm yeah. going off topic again. Sorry. Don't need to talk about this guy. <laughs> no. Why are we talking about Jamie again? Anyway, but um, yeah, but I think the the point that, that I'm trying to get to with the with what we do is because it uh, the, we call it boat fit. And um, it's basically to say to people, you can learn everything you want to learn about how to look after yourself mentally or physically. You can train anywhere with very little equipment and you can, you know, you don't have to commute. You a don't lot have of to diet use tr- other, Yeah, a, a, lot of what, a lot of what you want to get is not actually what you think you need to do. Like people think they need to throttle themselves in a gym to get their results when actually that's 10 to 15% of what they need to do. Yeah. And most, most of people's problems are not what they think is their problem. It's the lifestyle behind it. And so yeah. what we're trying to do is kind of like share how, how we how we eat, how we move, how we, you know, look after ourselves, especially for me, um, specifically. And uh, sort of like inspire with that. You know, there's probably sailors out there who would love to keep fit, who are like looking at their boat thinking, well, how am I going to do it here? So, yeah. The TRX is is brilliant. Oh, brilliant. So I was, um, I'd gone through phases of like exercising loads and being like insanely heavy and, like deadlifting mm. ridiculous things and then just not doing oh, anything brilliant. for like a year powerlifting like, yeah yeah so so like for the past year i've probably done like i don't know two two workouts a week very light and um, yeah. i did my uh, i popped like three discs about four years oh, ago no. yeah, oh no oh it was insane like i was like i was deadlifting like 400 kilos <gasps> insane oh i've no, heard of people doing that before oh it didn't did happen it. then no oh I was, I was at home i was bored one night so i was like right i'll do like a sit-up workout i literally did <laughs> one crunch oh no went. i was like what oh, on earth God. is this yeah it was literally Must just have like a week thing, spot. and then i just yeah yeah and, I just and then it was down. gone so um yeah we ended yeah. up going to a doctor and he Oh, he was, he was, I think he was like the physio, no, he wasn't the physiotherapist. He was the something, he was like a sports surgeon for the UK cricket team. So like this guy from Pakistan mm. and they flew him over to do like the UK cricket stuff. He was really good. He was like one of the yeah. best in the world. Good guy then. Oh, it was so amazing. Like, I walked in there and I sat down. He was just like, right, I'll tell you what's wrong with you. And like, okay. And like, it looked <laughs> I can see you immediately. Just, yeah, yeah. It was just like the bottom three or the bottom four are like this. <laughs> I was like, how would you know that? And he was like, I can tell with the way you walk and the way you sit and how you sat now. Yeah, so my wife ended up going back to him. It's like like some kind of magic power. Yeah, he can just he can look at someone the way they stand, and he'd be like, "Right, I know how your spine will look, and I know it's doing this or it's doing that, or it's out like it's insane." Um, But yeah, ever since then, I've been like so so careful 
with what mm. I do. Um, mm. But one thing, I, I went through like a period of doing like insanely heavy stuff. So I was like, right, I'm going to do body weight for like a year. And then I got a TRX. And like, yeah, but TRX, you do not need a weight. You no. don't need a gym. Like, they're Nothing. so incredible. We've, um, we haven't, actually, I've got two TRXs and I haven't got them out yet just because for some reason I haven't found the time. It's easy. Yeah. You, we, I'm thinking we should do it. On the main well, that's exactly what I was going to yeah. say. Yeah, well, actually, Davit frame, which lifts the tender up. Oh, and down. that's brilliant. It's I all got it. pulleys mm. that, so the tender can go up and down. Yeah. So you can yeah. put weights, buckets. In fact, I did that. Yeah, yeah. I you used to have a bucket water, and do lap like pull downs. It's brilliant. That's really good. We do, yeah, we do, yeah. we do pull ups on on the frame mainly, don't we? But um, we've yeah. got weights on board, which uh, I was like a a non-negotiable they are coming yeah. i don't care if you don't bring any of my other stuff ross but the weights get here mm. um and uh there was some discussions wasn't there because it's quite a lot but yeah yeah <laughs> Can you imagine the space so you want, the you've got like, a like 200, 200 kilos of weight like right your, your limit is was it 40 or 50 yeah know. but it balances out the boat because if you've got water, the water tanks on one side you see my weights have actually can't act as a counterweight so Whatever. you know there was a reason <laughs> they have a purpose <laughs> They I have love a it. Purpose. You said at the start of the conversation you don't know much Double about purpose. boat stuff, and now you're trying to explain <laughs> like the physics of how your particular boat works. Yeah, yeah like I do that about yeah. a lot of things. When we tack, we say, "I say, all right, move all your weights." <laughs> <laughs> then we'll just naturally tack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they got a purpose. I have dropped them though. I've dropped because I put them up through the um, the hatch at the front, mm. and then after I've trained on deck, which on is the, the beauty about oh, a Area 42, by the way, is just the fact there's like a clear deck so you can do yoga or anything yeah. it, yeah. i absolutely love it um and i just dropped them through the hatch <laughs> and yeah. i've i've dropped them through the hatch onto a three liter water bottle before and cracked the bottle open all over oh, our yeah, bed so i've dropped a 10 a uh, uh, 5 kg and it's bounced off the bed and bounced onto the floor and that and then to the floor <laughs> oh i don't think i told you about that one <laughs> no i don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> you noticed no. the dent <laughs> yeah the kids don't destroy the boat. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all do a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely well lived in, for sure. I, I think yeah. the boat. So we're um, we've been like looking at boats, the, the next boat to get, and we like kind of decided on for a number of different reasons. Anyway, we've decided on like the new Bavaria Fifty One because that's like a combination of. Oh, we've been looking at that, haven't we? Oh, yeah, we it's so boats. nice. But my favourite is the. The, the same design as yours, but the the Bavaria 46, because it's exactly oh. the same layout, but it's got the yeah. um, the bunk cabin, like just, yeah, in okay. front, just in front of where your master cabin is. Um, I mm. think, honestly, I think it's like the perfect layout for a family. It yeah. is. Do you know what? Perfect. The, the advice I was given before we bought Holly Blue, mm. and bear in mind, I'd never had a boat before, not mm. any boat. The, the, the only sailing I'd done was on lasers. So um, Holly Blue seemed big to yeah. me but mm. i do remember standing on her thinking that i couldn't go any smaller than a 42 no mm. no this is with no experience not. but the advice i was given was to go for a 38 and i thought i was you know going on the larger side but i kind of um if i knew what i knew now i'd probably start at 46 mm, uh, i think yeah. the 46 they say 46 of yours is amazing I yeah, they perfect. say you can't handle that on your own, but I reckon. Yeah. I oh, you've um, you know, you've uh, sailed bigger boats for friends and stuff before. Not... We've got a friend with a fifty. That's that's a nice size. Oh well. yeah, really um, nice. And actually, we 
we've seen a very similar 50, the Holly Blue. That's the owner's mm. version. Mm. And it has two stone cabins. It has, I think, one bunk rather than two. Yeah. And one of the bunks is like an extra large Viva kind of owner's yeah. cabin. It's and beautiful. For us, yeah. if we just had that bunk kind of area where the kids could sleep if we have guests or we could throw all our stuff yeah because our bathroom doubles up as a jug room you can yeah, use the that, toilet but you the can't use the shower you're talking about so the 50 foot version of yours which is the owner's yeah. cabin that is so yeah. rare like is it really hardly, yeah, they hardly because so that that particular hull shape it's uh it's mostly oh, used for charter boats yeah. so like if you if you go online and you find like 20 of them available I can guarantee you that even none or one will be the owner's version. And whereas you can yeah, get the yeah. normal cabin one for like 110 grams, the owner's version will be like 170 grams. And it's probably in Germany. But it's gorgeous. There's just hardly any of them. Mm. It's, it's yeah, I've, I've been looking around the world and you can see the odd one, but that's the layout I like. Yeah. I don't think yeah. we're going to ever go we, down the road of charging. We don't feel like, like we never, we still, even at this point, don't feel like, Holly Blue is too small. We, no. we when we go down inside, we're, I'm all. I still to this day, two years, three years later, go down inside and go. It's a big boat, even though yeah. it's forty-two foot. It feels big, but We've um, been on a lot really, of boats. Really now, well. Yeah, we. I think you've got to. It's it's that whole thing though. Of, you've got to be in love with your boat, haven't yeah. you? Anyway, to have a boat, it's, it's got to be funny, like, the love of your life almost. It is anyway. Yeah. There's, there's so many opinions out there. And I, I was looking at the Odysseys, the Benetos, the, the Barriers, because that's all I could afford, you know. And I wanted as new a boat as I could for my money. And I kind of thought, well, this is what the charter companies do. It's it's quite economical money-wise. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's about doing the dream, isn't it? You know, and um, mm -hmm. I thought we're only starting out as a family. I'm not going to be crossing oceans straight away and... I could, we kind of were attracted to the island life, you know, hopping yeah. around islands and living the Mediterranean kind of lifestyle. That was the plan for the first two years. So we mm. had like a yeah. two-year plan. Mm. And I was looking at them all, but I don't know why. I just, I've always liked the VWs, which kind of German made. And I, mm. I really liked the look of the Bavaria. Yeah. Um, so he bought one without telling me. But, yeah. <laughs> so I bought it without <laughs> telling Laura. Yeah. But um, I only looked at the one boat. I only looked at this boat. Yeah. I didn't look at anything else, which I'm not sure I'd recommend, but it just you felt just know. right. When you know, you know, you know don't you? But since then, you've been research, on lots of boats. Like, and if you've done yeah. research before and you know what, because when you're with a family, it's like the sailability that comes second, it's got to function as yeah. a home first. Because yeah, well, a bit, a bit of both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Home than actually, especially if you're island hopping, you don't sail that much. But I mean, no. what do you say, like an hour a week, maybe, if, you, if you're hopping between anchors? Oh, no. Oh, no. I would say it three. Depends. Yeah, you can, you can Every do. Week's we, we, we've, we've gone lots of legs and done quite a distance yeah. you know, over a week. Mm. And then other times we've, we've stayed in the same spot for week. two weeks. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's that whole. We we'll just do what we feel like. You go, so, yeah, we kind of don't really have a sale plan. We kind of make it up as we go along. <laughs> I like it here. I've had way too here? long. Yeah. I've had way too long to you have he's got a sale plan but he had a sale plan last year and it still didn't go to plan we yeah. still ended up somewhere totally different to where we thought we were going to be and it's all yeah. dictated by the winds how much we like where we are you know what's available where we are you know if we need to get water so much can change mm. it but that's the beauty of it isn't it well, i think with the way the world is we're probably going to stay in greece i think that's a given for the meantime so um, our plan is well sort of my plan but it's our plan <laughs> is we 
hopefully, if we're allowed, can sail over to the Ionian before the Meltimi kicks in. Mm. And we're just going to give the Meltimi months, July and August, a break this year. Mm. Do the Ionian. I sailed through there for a week. Loved it. Yeah. The only thing with the Ionian is it's very busy, but I don't think it'll be that busy this year. No. Yeah, no, and no. I think it'll be stunning. Yeah. You know, well, uh, actually, the, a lot. I've been talking to a lot of charter companies over the last couple of weeks. That I'll tell you why later. Um, but yeah. they're all they're all booked for. Are they? Oh wow! August, and the majority are also getting booked okay. up for September. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's people getting, just yeah, they want to escape, don't they? Yeah. It's a bit risky at this stage. Like I wouldn't be spending like five grand on a charter. Like in. No, I wouldn't be booking anything until it was clear what was going on. Yeah, you know, just sort of sit tight and wait and see what, what comes out in the wash. You know, we can't even book to see family. Because... Yeah, we're not even booking flights to go home. No, no. At the moment, we're not sure if anyone from the UK is even going to be allowed to visit outside the UK this year. So it's all a bit, you know, Up in the we don't even know if we're going to be sailing. <laughs> they you, say they say mid-May, but... You make a plan and then you yeah, have to roll with you just what see what happens. happens. Yeah, if we, you know, I, they say mid-May, don't they? So we've got it in our heads. Like we're going on the hard next week to do maintenance. Okay. And um, in theory, we could be sailing within six weeks. Reckon? I'm hoping. That'd be nice. But um, yeah. What needs Um, doing on the hard? Just some. Has it been a while since you did the anti-foul? Yeah. Yeah, we haven't done. I haven't done the anti-foul since we left Plymouth, which is now coming up. It's over about two years. Two years or so. So she's due to be done, but. Over yeah. here, the, the water's so clear, she doesn't weed up hardly at all. Yeah. And because I spearfish a lot, I'm quite good underwater, I clean the hull myself. You do, don't you? do it yeah. while we're kind of like on I've, the go. I've left it now because it's the marina and, um, and it's I freezing. know she's coming out. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're going to jet washed off. There is that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, mainly anti darling. I, I should look at the seal fittings as well, but I'm not sure I'm going to do that or not yet. I'll have a look at them. Yeah. I've got a question. So you like do spear fishing and like, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily know free diving, but you do spear fishing. How long can yeah. you hold your breath for at five metres of depth? It varies. I, I got to a point where, I mean, I could hold, I could hold my breath in bed. <laughs> yeah, that's easy. <laughs> though. And in, and in, and in but, um, so generally around three, three minutes, three minutes, 20, something like that. Under the water. Um, no, on my back, on my back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be pretty impressive. But, <laughs> but underwater, I don't, I don't have a watch which tells me how deep I am. No. I was looking at, um, I did a GoPro kind of video shot of me going under and mm. trying to get a fish actually. Kind of. And I, I was completely zoned out on this fish, and I was, I lost a track of time. But when I looked at the video clip from, I could see when I'd gone down to go up mm. to Ferrer, yeah. it was. Um, about a minute and a half, two mm. minutes. Yeah, that's so, really uh, good. But you're distracted because which... you've got a task. If you've got a task, yeah, you're not yeah. thinking oh, about yeah. the carbon exactly. dioxide that which you is... need to breathe out. Is... Yeah, which is always... concerning because you need to get back up quite quickly. I always <laughs> go on my own and I like to leave. And I think it's good advice if you, you well, the good advice if you don't, you know, spearfish on your own. But if yeah. you do because you want to get it done, then leave a little bit in the tank just in case. Mm. I, I never 
because I'd hate to shallow water blackout with no one around. Oh my goodness, don't talk about that. That freaks me out. I'm the one that's I'm on the boat. I just wake up somewhere else. I'm left on Yeah, exactly. And I'm left on the boat thinking he's been gone two hours. I hope he's all right. And it is it is the trouble is as well, when you worry about that, your breath hold is ridiculous. Yeah, because your heart rate goes up, doesn't it? So you have to like you have to throw all of that out of your mind. Apparently there's a guy here that is really good at spearfishing. He, his dad did it for 40 years, passed on all his experience, and he's been doing it for 20. Mm. And he knows all the good spots. And he says fish can feel what you're thinking. They have mm. like a lateral line running down their body. And mm. they know if you're tense, if you're excited, if you're whatever. He yeah. says you've just got to be at one with the sea and just, you know, let completely go. let go mm. and just be part of it and I think that's really good advice for one catching fish and two holding your breath longer yeah <laughs> you never yeah, you never actually knew it, you're not going to hold your hold your breath for a second. you can't do, do you do the um the apps where you like you hold your breath for like 30 seconds and then no, you I know of them this is where I was gonna before yeah. before we actually even got a boat or knew we were going to be doing this Ross used to have this thing where when he was having a bath, I would come into the bathroom <laughs> and he would have a watch on the side with a timer on it and he would be under the bath water and I'd be like, what the heck are you doing? And yeah, he, he before we even knew we were going to be living on the sea and he didn't even think he'd know he'd be spearfishing, none of that. What? He was practising. Well, he taught the boys to do it, which it is was, a bit worrying. Was, well, this this might be a quiet. male thing. <laughs> Right. Oh, do you do it as well? No, right, I'll tell you what, right, so when I was younger, like in my early 20s, I, I always had, had this thought in the back of my mind, I was like, right, if shit hits the fan and the world really turns to shit, I need to be prepared for And this. the zombies so come. I started, yeah, so what I started doing was like, I was thought, no, if something happens, I need to be able to hold my breath for a long time. So if there's a nuclear apocalypse and all the radiation yeah. comes, I need to be able to you go, gotta, and survive the wave, you know what I mean? Like, call the breath yeah. Then I was like, right. If we have like, if some type of bomb goes off and it destroys, you know, the roads and stuff, and maybe it destroys all my shoes, I need to get some yeah. hard stoles, you know, going on on my oh, feet. Brilliant! I'm not, I'm not yeah. prepared. At home. Mm. So yeah, I'm gonna have like, I'm gonna be able to hold my breath for ages. Then I was doing like hangs as well. You know, I thought maybe I'll need to climb <laughs> trees and stuff to protect myself. <laughs> so it's like, it's, it was weird. Fair grills. Like, yeah, it was like exactly like that. But I was like, yeah, there's three yeah. or four things that if the world really turns to shit, I'm gonna be okay. But what, do you know, yeah. when you said then, yeah, you just walk in sometimes, he's in the bath and he's holding his breath. It's like, yeah, yeah it's just like sometimes I'm it's on the sofa, thing, like my me. cheeks are full yeah. of air and my wife walks in and I'm like, she was like, I'm so strict. Boys, boys turn into men, they enough, never stop being boys I used to do it at school, I used to look at the clock and yeah. just hold, while the, the teacher's talking, yeah, I used to look at the clock and try and, back then it was trying to get to two minutes. And I think mm. at school that was my sort of best, maybe two minutes, 20. Um, before 16 but I don't know as I got older so, somewhere I just started getting past three minutes and you yeah you've always had um, a really good friend of yours haven't you that you've always they had even to now they'll still discuss what they would do if there was a zombie pocket. oh we have a plan if it's oh, they've have got a plan, plan. Like, <laughs> oh they yeah, have a life like, happened. Great like she'll say something yeah. stupid she'll be like oh what if this happened and like you know, COVID turned into zombies. I was like, well, obviously we'd need to convert this to the house. We'd have to put metal railings. We like going to this. <laughs> I know what we'd to just do. be We're out that entrance. We just the main reason. <laughs> yeah. In the middle of the guns. ocean, hiding. Mm. That's the main reason for buying spear guns. Yeah. The second was the fish. In case COVID <laughs> well, um... turns really serious and everyone turns into a zombie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
you do like to be able to provide it, don't you, as well? That's the spearfishing thing, you know? Like, he likes great. to... Yeah, it's, it's such a sense of achievement for, like, a man to come home with. Well, Laura yeah. likes... Look, wife, Laura likes food, that, family. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. You like your meditation and yoga. Mm. And for me, I think you're naturally doing that. You know, you have to breathing, be in the meditative state. You're breathing state. hard. Yeah. You know I mean, you take deep breaths and mm. you're controlling your breathing. I think whenever you control your breathing, like scuba diving as well, mm. or anything probably that takes... why smokers smoke. When you mm. control your breathing, you, I don't know, I think you relieve stress. And anything yeah, that takes focus away mm. from whatever's going on, like any kind of stress you're under, anything that you have to think, like for example, spearfishing, you can't really afford to not be thinking about exactly what you're doing at that time and that's what's meditative about it I because don't know, if you've got other worries going on mm. they're in the back of your mind because you have to be so focused on what you're doing so extreme sports are really great for that definitely mm. you haven't tried free diving yet though and i'm a bit nervous about that to me free dive okay you know, there is a difference but it kind of is the same thing but free diving obviously you don't have your gun and you, you're trying to go down as deep as you can but for me um i don't know spearfish is a bit more fun it's like it's yeah, like free diving like a sport. <laughs> yeah, I think Spearfish is like free diving for Call of Duty. You get to hold a gun, you're stalking <laughs> around the rock trying to shoot stuff. You know, it's just way more interesting. It's way dangerous, <laughs> but also providing, but also, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. all in one kind of thing. Yeah. No, Difficult though, it's not many. Yeah. It's, it's a great. It's like an unlimited amount of free protein. So. <laughs> perfect yeah exactly yeah, fish, yeah. but the yeah. funny thing is in the summer our routine is i spearfish almost every day yeah and um i lose complete track of time oh there. yes he does <laughs> so i come back like super chill and then laura's got this face on her like, like i've been stuck with the kids but, but um we have the, the uh, i would highly recommend anybody who um doesn't can't drive a tender because that's the thing with me i can't drive the tender no the you don't you i can. don't i can't no i can't if, if anyone's ever seen us um on no, yeah i don't think you saw the channel five series that we were on my new greek life but they did they had this little like scene where they happened to manage to catch us learning me learning to drive a tender I was teaching Laura how to and uh tender. i was just a total wreck i was like it's going i'm putting it that way and it's going <laughs> that way and, and yeah, like i didn't know what home. i was doing Oh, I was a total, yeah, I was a complete yeah. train wreck, just like when I did my driving lessons. So Don't going, put me in a car. I'm pushing either. this way, but it's turning. I'm, I'm just <laughs> better off not driving anything. I can drive a, a, a pedal bike, and that's about it. But mm. so when you when you're stuck on a boat, and you know, you, it's nice and calm. It's not too windy or whatever. Is a canoe like my canoe has been the absolute <clears> godsend. <throat> Someone actually gave it to us. Like um, inflated, not, like a kayak. Yeah. It's, it's a Hudson, yeah, yeah. I think they're called and that was John in Rose, actually, yeah. in, uh, Rose. They were just okay. getting rid of some stuff, and it's like an eight, seven or eight foot um, Hudson canoe, and they gave it to us, and it's big enough for me and both the boys, I can oh, go and do the shopping well in it, yeah, yeah. so if he goes off spearfishing, I don't feel so isolated, and I don't like being out of control, I don't like feeling like if I wanted to get somewhere, you know, like I felt, you used to yeah, feel very like stuck a family that only got one car. Like someone yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, and, and um, and I can't drive on the other side of the road either, which is what you can, what you have to do in Greece. So, yeah. <laughs> she keeps saying she can't. She could. Don't want to. She just doesn't. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I'm I love my. I'm not asking to do anything. Sick. <laughs> I still, I still, even though we're in in the marina now, I still go and get the shopping. 
on the canoe. You like I canoe the over to the town and do it. But Laura, like, if, if she can go from A to B and exercise at the same time. Yeah, awesome. I'm winning, yeah. winning. But um, it's all that feeling, like, when you've been in, in the marina for a long time, tied up with ropes and everything, and you don't get that free feeling that you get when you're sailing. Get on a canoe and push off, and you've got it. It's there. 100%. You know, you get you feel it again. You're like a one with the sea again. Same with surfing. Like we used to surf, didn't we? Back in the UK. Similar feeling. You just ah. You know, I've, never, I've never ever watched like because in so in the south of Spain, there's when you get I think it's south winds, but when it, I think it's south winds, when you get south winds, all the surfers come out because you get like four meter waves just crashing on the beach. So all the surfers Brilliant. do that, and it's one of those things that I've looked at because they they do a lot in uh, I think it's Cornwall or um, oh yeah, that's where we're from. That's where we're from. Yeah, New oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. So I uh, I had like girlfriend when I was a, like a teenager and her. Um, I, th- I think she went to university there, so all of her friends were there. So we used to go and like, visit sure, her friends. Probably. And Falmouth. Um, Falmouth, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so they used to go to like this um, surf uh, surf resort around there where all the surfers were. And I always looked at it, I was like, that's something that I never, ever want to do. But I can understand why people do it for the sense yeah. of freedom. Like, you just oh, cruising on a Same like sailing. Like, what I like about it so much is you're, just, you're being powered by the earth. Like, I want to get yeah. out of the beam and the wind is going to take yeah. me. That's like, it, it's incredible it's, it's to me. It's no, you, you would, yeah, and I think actually, having said that, I think you would really love, I think you would love surfing if you did give it a go because the, you once. don't have to be in, oh, I <laughs> well, it does do take it. a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly, no, yeah. it does. If you, get, if you have I, a longboard. I windsurfing lesson once and that ended up horrible. Well, oh, it just no. ended up me being wet constantly. Um, yeah. so, yeah. I didn't like windsurfing. <laughs> But if you, if you were on, like, say, a long board, like a really big board, and you need yeah. only need to be in, like, one, two foot waves, and what that feeling when the wave picks you up and the power of the swell behind you that pushes you along, it is something else, isn't it? It's mm. magical. Totally magical. I, I think you should give it another go. <laughs> no, I will. I think if we end up in a place, where, like, not here, because the, the, even in, I think even in some of the waters, like, 16 degrees, so it is still chilly. Oh, really? it's, yeah, it's never like yeah. nice. But um, I'm, oh, what, 17 stone? I'm like 105 kilos, so like finding a board <laughs> that I can stand on and it doesn't just long start board. wanting to collapse. You yeah, know, from either yeah, side. The, the are, yeah, yeah, totally. A long board and you the get place, really fast. The place to learn if you ever get there is Australia. Um, in Noosa, yeah. they have they have a wave there that is oh, just so so easy, and you get such a long ride. Mm. It's um, Tea Tree Bay. Amazing place. We lived in Dubai for like quite a while, and they've got a. It's like a water park where you have to fake wave, you know, like you jump oh, yeah. and you're in this yeah. type of situation. And you know, like every, probably every day, there's just like one ridiculous middle-aged man who will just not give up and he just looks like an <laughs> absolute idiot. That was me every time I went. <laughs> I'm going, like, Yeah, like people yeah. are looking, it's like, this guy doesn't look like he's 50 and he's had six kids, but he's surfing <laughs> like he looks like he's 60. He's like, oh, that was terrible. Just like up, down, up, down, up, down. Yeah. yeah I don't think I'd like to go on one of them, though. They they look really painful, those they ones. Must be hard you don't have the, the water. Yeah, because you don't well, have... First, we don't have the swell pushing you along, so you don't get that feeling. And at the same time, you've got like that much water to fall have into. Have you ever been on one? It's like I haven't. They are cushioned underneath. Oh, okay. Um, it's like when you go to the kids, some kids' play areas. Soft play. Yeah, kind of like that. It's similar to that. Yeah. So when when you drop, 
I mean, it, it doesn't hurt. It's not comfortable, but it you doesn't hurt. Bump. Yeah, but if you do it like 50 times in a day, like, yeah, you'll end up with yeah. bruises on your legs. Yeah. <laughs> and it, not quite the same as hitting a reef, probably. That would no, be it's got to be probably a bit more painful. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, got to be to pieces. That, yeah. yeah. No, so, you, uh, what, both of you did surfing? Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you yeah, were so. more sea, sea kayaker. I was um, surfing for many years, living in Cornwall. Um, I don't like now. surfing anything bigger than six foot. I'm, you like, I like sea kayaking, don't you? I think that's, it's like, say, like with sailing, you have racing and cruising. Mm. with surfing i just like nice waves not mean yeah waves. i'm the same yeah. as well i do it to relax <laughs> not to not to get like scared <laughs> no yeah, that's yeah. Good, right? but, yeah. Um, well, it's the same yeah, like sailing yeah. like if if there's if there's gusts and there's waves i'm just not interested yeah. in going out not I'm fun like, that's, yeah no. it's just not pleasant like wife's yeah. going to be throwing up baby's going to be like rolling around yeah place, like, exactly <laughs> yeah. you know there's a level there's a certain point where you go not today not yeah. today yeah <laughs> Yeah, we're not we're not into into that, but um, yeah, you were outdoor instructor for a while, weren't you? So Ross a year, can yeah. climb, do all these kinds. It's great with oh, ropes, nice. actually, because obviously that, do you know what you're a ropes climber work for a long not, time. That was one what of the best things. What type of climbing yeah. do you do? Like, I I, I don't climb anymore, but um, okay. I was doing I was doing a bit of lead climbing. You know, okay. Kind yeah, of, kind yeah. of giving and snowboarding as well. So before sailing, we were. Travel. We travelled a lot. Like we, I, I mean, before Ross, I've travelled all over the world. Ross has done quite a lot of travelling as well. And then with the boys, we've travelled here, there, and everywhere. And we've always sort of our ethos has always been just because we got kids doesn't mean we can't do it. And we no. just we made we made we made the, the children part of our life. We didn't change our life for the. Do you know what I mean? Like we yeah, yeah. we carried them through with what we love to do because at the end of the day, if you're not doing what you love, you're not happy, are you? And if you're not yeah. happy, how can you be a good parent? So that's kind of the way we've always tried right, to view it. For me, the kids were probably one of the biggest motiva motivational factors for doing this. Yeah, definitely. I was thinking they're they're at this age where <clears> they're they're not too young that you have to worry about them all the time falling in the water. I mean, they yeah. both fall in the water on one occasion. They've both been fine and swam. They're good swimmers, you know? yeah. Um, but they're not too old that, you know, you're kind of wrecking their teenage social life as well. You yeah, know? It was, yeah. It was just a good good it, time it to do it. It was a good age. Yeah. And, um, um, so, yeah, we've always done, carried on our lives with the children and been into, you know, like um, extreme sports, I suppose. So, I, although I don't, yeah, it's extreme. Well, it's not, yeah, it's not well, not, not quite was surfing. Though I was terrible at that, absolutely terrible. And I'm terrible at snowboarding. I, <laughs> I'm the one. I can ski. Well, I'm the one at the, at the side of the piece, like this, like shuffling down, like with <laughs> fogged up glasses, crying my eyes out. I can't mm. do this. Ross is like really good, and he's next to me, going, "Come on, you can get down. You can get down." We, um, I'm like <laughs> shaking. No, I can't I, do any of it. I have an issue with um, the height of it. Like, you know, like when you're looking down over a piece and like, just, I've got a fear of heights. To, to leaning forward. Yeah, it's the committing thing. Yeah. And so both holidays we've ever been on together, snowboarding, the, the blue runs were shut. When we well, no, the, the first mm. holiday was in Austria. I'll just yeah. say it quickly, but um, it was a place where I always used to go boarding. I have a lot of mates there and awesome sort of snowboarding scene but they're all they all started red runs and that's where laura started and it just didn't wasn't working at all um, <laughs> so then we went to savinia in italy where they have lots of blue runs and oh, no. we had 
like three a meters meet, of snow in something like 12 hours. In meters, like two days. Everything. I love how you said a meter. I said three. Yeah, it looked like three. No, it is a lot. <laughs> but um, everything was shut for the first day because of avalanches and everything else. And yeah. then they opened this run and it was, it was, um, it was blue. So I said, Laura, you're fine. This is going to be really easy. And we get down it and I see this rope going across where halfway across this blue run, diverting you onto the red one. And I managed to get around without telling her. Yeah, so I didn't know. And she, she then we're now going down a red run. We're all like happy, cruisy, well. all the rest of it. And we get halfway down the red one. I think, oh, I think to myself, she doesn't know. It's fine. It's all good. And then she stopped and then she goes, <laughs> why are the poles red? <laughs> and that was it. That was it. I was, I was like, on my ass and I wasn't going anywhere. Was I was like, I can't yeah. do it. And and for four days, I had eyes like golf balls. Luckily, we picked a hotel with a spa. Oh, yeah, that was the thing. <laughs> and this is why I think when we're sailing and we're in big waves, or it's a lean, you know when you got the lean? Um, and someone once commented on our channel to say that women, it's like scientifically proven that women don't like a lean more than oh, like uh, it, over 30 degrees. I don't know, I don't know if it's true. Like some so I've, had some, I, I've had some backlash for saying that before. It was uproar when I said that someone said it. In, no, in, this in person a, said it in a reassuring way. Yeah, yeah, like right, maybe, okay, maybe it's an actual fact. I don't know. I think it probably is a fact because I felt it. But um, I think he was trying to make you feel better. Yeah. Unfortunately, his comment got taken out of context on, yeah, on, on Facebook. Yeah, on a Facebook There group. are all these people saying that's sex. People are going mental. Right? when and any man on Facebook are... starts talking about female brain programming, they're probably going to Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, but yeah. I can't, I, to be honest with you, I support <laughs> it because I did not... I think yeah, you have to have a lot of more guts We're... than I've got. But... That's what I mean. When the boat's doing this, and we're even, you know, we could be planing along, and Ross is like, "This is amazing sailing. We're going so fast. The sails are perfect." But I'm literally white knuckling it just yeah. because of the height of looking down. So we, you know, you know, to set the sails like. But we last <laughs> year. I mean, we it's, a, it's all a learning curve. We're, yeah. We started off new, and we're learning slowly. But You'll la that last season, Laura um, was. On this one particular sail, I had all the sails out, and it, it got from 15 knots up to about 28. And I really should have reefed before, but um, Laura, we were you know healing over quite a lot, and Laura was like a cat clawing onto. You know, <laughs> I think that was on this bit, and it, and it was down that side, and I'm like literally like feet against this table. Yeah. Yes, but I got Laura more involved, and you, I got you to help me with the ropes. And yeah, when she was starting to do me. the winches and, and let some of the sail out, all this sort of stuff. Yeah, maybe it's a control was, thing, you know. Like when I was doing stuff and I was actually part she, of she the process. Fine. Yeah, and I, she saw the boat lean. I felt know. like I was, I had some form of control, um, and that I guess that's what it is, really. I, I don't like being out of control, and and especially with the children, it's. It's that whole other level, isn't it, of responsibility? Where if it was just me and Ross sailing, I'd probably be way more relaxed. But because I'm so aware that we've got children under our care, I, everything is in heightened. Your senses are in heightened. You, I you think. feel a little out of control because you don't know how to do everything mm, yet. Mm. Yeah, if you're so, Josh is funny though. Really well, yeah. Think well, so. You've got two young boys. They probably won't give a damn. Yeah. They're probably like, oh, I'm going no, they're going oh, they, they sort Laura out. <laughs> yeah, they do. They're Josh, the ones our that... oldest one. Laura's down, mm. sometimes we've had a couple of rough sails and Laura's been down there crying Freaking her eyes out. Freaking out. <laughs> I'm 
really having to control the boat on my own. I can't be talking to her, steering, no. doing the ropes, doing the <laughs> So Josh does what I would do, and he sits there with Laura and says, don't worry, that noise is just the Genoa being felled in. He's reaching the cell <laughs> oh, so that we awesome. don't lean this over so much. And, and he's saying, so don't worry, you know, Daddy knows what he's doing, but nothing to worry about. He, he reassures her. This is yeah. when he was seven? Yeah, this is like in the first, <laughs> when our first really cool. season. Yeah, he's lovely. Yeah, really so, cool. so sweet like that. But also, at the same time, if Josh gets seasick, because he's basically the, the only one of us, you'd get a little bit, but mainly Josh. If he gets, if anyone gets seasick, it's Josh. He gets so angry with you, doesn't he? When we finish the sale, and if Josh has been seen, like, he's yeah. like, Daddy, why did you do that to me? Why did you make the boat do that? Like, he, like he's got zero control. And I do the same. If it's been a rough ride, I am in the worst mood with you for, like, two or three hours, aren't I? Because as if it's all his fault that the sea did what it did. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, we, you get the blame. We had a sail where it's supposed to be 10 knots. And if you look at the beginning of our intro, there's a... Just a quick shot of um, the the bow just going up like two meters. Oh yeah. And um, we were in what was it like twenty eight again? Uh, this is it. This is Greece and windy for you. So yeah. if you plan to go have a nice sail at ten knots, all your sails out, you know it's probably going to be fifteen or something. And this was twenty eight again. And Josh was really angry with me. Yeah, uh, like like I you know didn't look at the weather and everything else. But, mm, um, yeah, like why didn't you check? You promised me it'd be a nice. You do underplay things though. If Ross says it's going to be a bumpy ride, <laughs> you need to get your life jacket on and strap in <laughs> and everything. Because he likes to. Opinion of what a bit of it, bumpy ride is. Yeah, yeah, he's always done that for me. Even when we didn't have a boat, it was it was you know oh, it, it won't take it won't take long. It'll take about six hours to get there, and you triple it. Everything he says, triple it. I'm sure there's every skipper can say this. You look at the weather, you look at six different weather, you know, predictions. Yeah. And you you don't really know hundred percent. You you've got an idea, especially mm. if you've just checked it like an hour ago. You're not going to gut, haven't you? Really you you have to go and stick your nose out and then you know you Make sort of look at it and go, Yeah. But I just, I do think that we, we've turned around what, two or three times? Yeah, totally. Where I've well, said, no. Do you know what? No. But the rest of the time has been fine. So. Yeah, it always works out right. But I think yeah. in future it would be wise to maybe overplay things. Like if you said it's going to be so rough, or uh, I, you know, ban down hatches, then I'll just be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> but then you will to go out. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah, yeah. true, actually. Yeah, because you probably wouldn't get me out there, and I'd be like, right, I'll see you later. I'm going back on land. I'm gonna, I'll be work. in the apartment over the hill. You'd get back to the yeah. boat, Ross would be like, oh, you know, we're going, but it's going to be rough. It's going to be really bad. You're like, well, yeah. we're not going. We're staying. Well, what's the point? <laughs> Why are we even going then? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The funny yeah. thing is, though, what Laura thought a year ago was rough so they ain't fine rough now she's yeah just, oh, the, I'm, I'm doing point. yoga on yeah, deck yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sure. i've um what was it i did um i did a workout while we were going along i, I could do anything now i could bake a cake do a workout do a yoga flow on deck you name it but um not any obviously not in anything it's got to be good conditions but that's just reminded me of um we crossed a really scary passage oh, Amorgos. Amorgos passage. About Amorgos, but... well it's the it's the notorious one in greece that you have yeah. to go through to get from Kiklades to the Dodecanese, and it's notorious for being big waves rough. really rough very high Strong winds yeah. and um the first time we crossed it we had a hell of an experience and it really scared me and that mm. was the first long probably long trip we'd done 
But then this year we had to cross it because we had a medicane coming across mm. from. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know that big medicane that came over in October, and we had that behind us. We we're, we were stuck in the Cucladis. We we're like, if we don't go, then we're well, we, we're basically going to be no, the medicane. So the medicane ended up going south, but we didn't know if it was going to. Yeah, we weren't sure where it was going. We were in Corfinissi, which isn't a good place to be in a medicane. No, I, would, no, I, really, I don't really think anywhere would be. But so. Um, <laughs> We made the call to go, but actually the Medicaid kind of sucks the whole Meltini all into the Ionian. So there was there was no wind, and I, I had to motor. It was yeah. two knots, unbelievable. And it was this notorious Glassy. stretch, which must be you know over a meter between one and six meters high, you know, throughout the summer. Yeah, it was like a mill pond. It was incredible. <laughs> I was like this is this must be yeah. a handful of days. Like and this. and the whole week leading up to it, I was not sleeping i was stressing i was well, because of the first experience yeah, i was so scared and then when it actually came to the day it was like glorious it just shows anywhere can be bad i mean when we talked about the journey from england to here but the two places i was really nervous of was the bay of biscay and yeah. the gibraltar straits near you yeah. and for <clears> me <throat> those two were were fine mm. if you turned them right uh, the, the nice yeah the gibraltar straits yeah. The current yeah. we had it behind us was oh, it's insane. Behind you, it's easy. You we were doing no, it was like eleven point seven knots. <laughs> so I don't know what the current <laughs> is, but it was it was crazy. It's not the things um, you think you need to worry about that you need to worry about. <laughs> yeah, it was ra- random gusts are the worst thing. Like a random gust, oh, yeah. you know, on the nose and a, and a big wave on the beam mm. that'll knock your boat way mm. further than like you know a, a current oh, in the yeah. water straight mm. towards. So I, sure. I think it's the feeling of being in control, like. I, you know, I remember like when I was uh, oh, in my twenties, we did like one of these team building things at work. You know, like they take the whole office who all hate each other and they try to get them to make friends by you know going in a play area for a few hours or something. It never works. <laughs> anyway, yeah, try them to organise fun. Yeah, hmm. let's try and get them to not hate each other by sending them <laughs> somewhere. So they sent us on. Um, uh, right, okay, so it was this facility where you know, I like Colin McRae. What type of racing? Rally racing. Like on with the cars. Do you know oh, they, yeah, you used to get them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, they're in like a Ford Focus that's just been turned into a, a turbocharged machine. So, and, and, you know, they drive around the forests really fast and stuff. So they took us to one of these um, facilities where they do these world championship rally races. Yeah. And to start off with the experience, it, it was the British team. So you got in a car with one of the British drivers for the national team. <gasps> they take you around this rally. Yeah. It was the most terrifying experience of my life. So you're sat in the seat of like this Ford Focus that's doing 200 miles an hour on dirt. And, you're <laughs> to tree, and like at the yeah. last minute, they'll slam on the brakes and you'll literally miss the tree by and Turn sideways. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's they drift normal. Yeah. And they, for them, it's like, oh no, this, this is like the practice run. You're like, oh yeah. my God, like <laughs> shitting yourself is the start of what's going to go yeah. wrong here. Do you know what I mean? Gonna... And it was horrendous. And then the second one, they were like, right, you do it. And but you, you're doing like 90 miles an hour in second gear, and it's <laughs> insane. But because you've got the wheel, you're fine. You're fine. You're like, no, yeah. I know there's a tree there. So if I want to break a second before he tells me, mm. I can. And it's the same yeah. with sailing. Like, if you know, mm. like, okay, if, if a gust comes, just go and whip the main off. Like, just take power out of the main, yeah. and you're fine. It's done. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So you're not really scared about it. You know, you're prepared for everything. Whereas, yeah, like Definitely. Laura, maybe because you don't know as much about sailing. Yeah. Well, look, funny enough, exactly I what you just said. That's what now. Laura did. So yeah. In you, the first year, I was very, very nervous. But you, mm. you did all, you're not, not, you 
made you took all the power of the mainsail and made yeah. it inefficient, so mm. we slowed down. And um, but this year has been very, very different. This last season. That's what I'm saying. Sorry, <laughs> I do that. <laughs> so this year you've been doing a lot. You've been doing a lot more. Yeah, and yeah, and, and now I feel like when we're sailing, I feel like a part of it, and I'm at one with the boat, and you know our anchor drops pretty, pretty nailed now, aren't they? We, you're, we, you're good at that, I, I understand the ocean, I understand the winds. I she knows where to I, look on the sea floor. She's like, no, keep going. This yeah, way. yeah. yeah. She knows where and the and the boys, are. they're fantastic. They know the rules, and they and they know why it's what is safe and what's not. They mm. they won't come off. We don't put them on deck without life jackets and clipped in. Um, so it's just been a learning process, a massive, massive learning process. But we've we've got, I think, every every current and every skip has his own rules. But for us, if the sails are out, they're clipped on. It doesn't matter mm. what's going on. If we're motoring like into a bay and it's flat calm, like they can unclip. Mm. They've got the life jackets on still, you know. Yeah. yeah. And then when we're at anchor, we keep an eye on them, but they don't have to wear life jackets. Yeah. So. But I tell you what, though, I'm worse than a cut. And actually, what now we go on land? You know, we were saying about um nerv- being nervous or not. I'm all now because we're, on we're not used to being on roads very much. When yeah. we do hire a car and actually go on land, it all hell breaks loose. It is yeah. not good. Ross is driving and he and he's just like na, 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 and I'm just sat there like going like thinking I'm so close to the wall. It, you get so used to having so much space around you when you live on a yeah. boat and even sailing. Obviously, you can't get very close to the next person. Yeah. That when you do suddenly get in the back of the car, you realise how confined life kind of is on Everything land. Speeds up, doesn't it? Yeah. Sailing, you have so much time oh. for everything. Miss a boat. Really, if you keep an eye on what's going on, you have plenty of time to yeah. move. Everything is slow. You know, you have a lot of time. Whereas in a car, you're, you know, yeah. everything's suddenly quick again. But also you get traffic. Like, it's not the easiest place to drive. Right. Like, you'll be doing, you're driving around cliffs and roads where there's yeah. the ocean right at exactly. the side. Exactly. It's beautiful. Stunning. Yeah. Well, we went, um, the, the only real island that we've done much driving around is Mykonos. And Mykonos Nothing. is... <clears throat> A very very because it's because it's not really very well set up sailing uh it's just a hard to anchor there um more so that there isn't many anchorages um, the anchorages aren't near the facility it's no silly. So you have they're like, all like beach bars yeah there's no car high or towns you know a mile actually, away yeah. i've only been there yeah. on holiday so i've been oh, to the beaches and i can i, I okay. yeah i can understand what you're saying from a sailing yeah, perspective wherever you go to a nice beach it's actually a drive away from a town Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And the towns, because it's quite a small island, it's obviously quite compact. There's a lot of people holidaying there. Mm-hmm. And there's just cars and just but and I think he's better on the sea than than on land. He's definitely suited I, because the road rage. I remember we had we had an amazing <laughs> time in Mykonos, but there, there is actually a really funny vlog coming up about it. <laughs> and just like, I ne- oh, I do. It's funny. We ne- we're nearly killing each other. It's so funny. It's on the internet. <laughs> I think, I think, you know, you know when you use the camera to like silently snipe at at, at, at somebody. You're like, mm. Ross has been really fun today. Haven't <laughs> 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 you, Ross? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we weren't even speaking. Yeah, we're like vlogging to each other. It's so funny. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've re- definitely realised when we go on land for a while, we realise why we're not. <laughs> yeah. 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 
the thing is like in the uk and I, like, i've lived in quite a few places as well the roads are so polite compared to literally mm. every country in the world oh italy what about italy oh oh my goodness place in europe Right. For driving, yeah. For driving, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Mm. I love the country. It's beautiful. But yeah, yeah. I remember because I used to go there a lot when I was a uh, teenager. Because like we set up a business with this manufacturer in Italy, and it was the place where they made Ferraris. I can't remember the name of the. Um, yeah, it was, it was a city near where they made Ferraris. Anyway, we got there, we got, got the hire car, got out, and like everyone's just beeping. I'm like, yeah, what are beeping for this is so communicating. This is not what. We're yeah. doing. And like, yeah, like we're at the traffic lights and like people are beeping when it's on red. I'm like, what? Why? Yeah. You're at a traffic light. Yeah. I know I'm at a yeah. traffic light. You know what I mean? It's like Morse code. angles as well. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 I know, Over here, they beep say hello to everybody. Yeah. They are, it is constant. And because in the UK, if you get beeped, someone you know, really means it. Yeah. You've yeah. Done it's a serious yeah. offence to beep at someone. It's, they have to oh, be over here, you, you look and you're trying to figure out what's going on, and they're just like, "Oh, hello." Yeah. Kind of chat. Mm. I guess it, it, maybe maybe <laughs> yeah. it's like the, the road communication with beeping is similar to like um, the personality, perhaps of the person. Like British tend to be very reserved, mm. but when they go, they go. Do you know what I mean? Like we yeah. we we try try and skip off a little rest of it, but when you lose it, you kind of, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Italian Italians tend that to be very, true. you know, and flamboyant and, and communicative and very chatty. And Greeks are just super friendly. So you get the bibi pie, you know. So yeah. it's, yeah, it's sort of super chill. Greeks aren't Australian afraid to shout roads. each other either. I like Australian roads. Wide. Yeah. Most, yeah, Euro- most Europeans, back. well, I don't know, like, like the Northern Europeans tend to be a bit more reserved, but like, it's, it's yeah. compl- like any anywhere in the Mediterranean, like you're walking around town and you'll hear two people going at it. You'll be like, Jesus, what is happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah as an English person, like, yeah, you yeah. And then you end the line. Yeah, it's all good. I think it's it's that it's that not being afraid to have a have an it's expressive and have a row and get over it. Whereas, um, yeah, yeah, that. The, the love is always going to be there. You can have the row, yeah. but the love will always be there. We've got we've got a visitor actually. So if it's okay, Noah's here. It's just human, human. Oh, human. <laughs> yes, the the cat. I don't know where the cat is. The cat is everybody's cat. Every, sort of is like a bit of a tart, basically. Right. <laughs> the, the, sort of the cat, by the way. Anyone watching or listening? <laughs> yeah, he's called Sort of because he won't. Right. Hello, young man. Oh, Noah's brought some mud on the boat. Joy. Oh, that's nice for the parents. Well, in a few weeks, I'll take that. A plant is going to produce seeds. It's going to produce seeds. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I think they've been doing it in beach school. Oh, yeah. We have done it before. You grow you some healthy plants. Well, there, there are seeds in there, but the pea seeds are very big. They're big, are they? Well, mustn't dig it out because it will grow. You have to leave the seed in there and then you have to water it every day. Yeah, and then we're going to have to get a nice big stick for the peas to go nice up and, and it's going to have to go across something. Because <laughs> peas grow like this, don't they? Like, yeah, I was about to say, it would be nice of like a, like a yeah. bee type of canopy on your bimini or something yeah. like that. I've never seen yeah, that before. Might have a giant at the top of it. You can be Jack and climb the climb the beanstalk. Oh, like, it's, 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 
Oh, James and the Giant Peach is Noah's Noah's latest oh, yeah, that was uh, obsession. The audio book, though, he'll listen to it like three times a day, and it's two and a half hours long. <laughs> so, is it yeah, there's a, a Roald Dahl film coming out soon. I can't remember what it. I'm sure they're releasing another one. You can't hear anything, can you? Because you've got earpods on. I'm talking to me. You want to go downstairs? What are you going to do? What do you want to do? Have you had food? I think in this snow, I think you Go on then. Is it past three o'clock? We have a bit of a we have a watershed for iPads, so mm. because obviously they learn on them for like an hour or so in the morning, and then we have to kind of like keep their mental energy for schooling. Mm. We don't let them have iPads for games until three o'clock, and it's quarter yeah, three. So that's but, but also yeah. because of the lockdown here, we, we can't go out and do anything in the town or anything. So yeah, we've. Um, got disney for them on the ipad oh it's gonna go that's, that's been a yeah, oh disney yeah. Plus. yeah oh yeah disney, brilliant oh it's they've got every you know all the ones we used to watch well. but mm. all the new ones it's every single disney yeah thing. yeah because the star, star like, wars is on there as well like yeah yeah mm. all the star wars stuff marvel stuff mm. the only and, thing um, they don't have oh here we go every parent every parent knows this one can you turn the Wi-Fi on? <laughs> but um, the only problem we, the only thing we we're really, really have to be careful about is uh, online gaming because Josh, oh, you have to sort the Wi-Fi out. Okay. <laughs> I'm like technology is, is not my department. This is not <laughs> this is not my department. I don't even know how to do those things. But but yeah, online gaming because um, Josh specifically. Um, he has ADHD and um, suspected spectrum autism, but we never got that diagnosis back in the UK because we left before we got that specific side of things. And so you have to be a if you have to actually do those tests and get conclusive results. Yeah. yeah. Well, he he was diagnosed with ADHD at six, I think it was, just before we left. And then right. he was kind of like, it, we were talked to the school to get a diagnosis for autism. But to be honest with you. It, uh, you know you can read up about it and he's definitely somewhere on the spectrum but we once we knew what we were dealing with it was like cool fine let's go let's you know work out how to how to make life as le- like com- not comfortable but um a learning experience for him and we were able to give him one-to-one schooling which mm-hmm. the schools in the UK actually said the best thing for Josh would be to have oh, one-to-one yeah. schooling and they yeah. couldn't do it in the school they didn't have the facilities to do it but anyway that's that's a whole other story the, what I was saying is that with online gaming because if you have an overactive mind so you get um verbal overactivity overactivity physical overactivity and it's like you have an excess of all this energy Online gaming is like catnip to a child that has yeah. sensory um, so whilst, problems. Whilst he loves it and will sit there for oh, as long as he could. he could sit there all day. He, he's in a bit of a state after Oh, he's a mess. Like mentally, his brain is just going on overdrive. Yeah, so like we don't... You're giving a kid too many skills. Yeah, it really is. It's like <laughs> e-numbers for the brain. E- yeah. E-numbers online. But... Um, so there are certain things that we really try to not have. And to be honest with you, we were just saying earlier on that if we have like a, a, a bad patch where they're being a bit, you know, playing not up a little bit, we'll take away the iPads for a weekend or a few days and strip it right back to basic drawing and painting, just real simple stuff. 
and that they are the most yeah. well behaved they've been and they're really happy and they, they even have a better relationship with us like, yeah you know, they're saying they love you more and all yeah, therefore. exactly. Yeah. It's that whole yeah. human contact, and also I think when it, when a human is has its um, is stripped of its maybe like luxuries, you really don't when you ha- when you've got less choice, you get you, it's less stress because you well, don't you, have get less, to think you get about. more satisfaction out of simpler things yeah, as well. Exactly. That's, we that's just did we just did a yes day. Uh, oh, two we days. did. I don't know if you know what yes is, but where you say yes to your kids all day. All day. But first of all, <laughs> you, you have... You have <laughs> I was you nervous. Have, you yeah. have a parent's... Yeah, this is the way you do it, right? You this have a parent's yesterday, the day before. So we had and if they don't do... The, yeah, we did the Saturday parent's yesterday. So if they didn't say yes to everything we said all day on the Saturday, so we got like the easiest day ever, then they wouldn't get the yes thing on the Sunday. And so, so that right. set the precedence. So for, you said no, I could say it. You did. And they were like, what? You've got to say yes. Okay. I was so, like the backup. So they yeah. had this like no technology day, and they we, we didn't do horrible things. Oh, we played Scrabble nice and play poker. That we yeah. love poker. Yeah, <laughs> really good. And at then they got there yesterday, and it was like, um, what's it? Roblox, or it's online On, game an online stuff. game that it's we let them have it. Half a day of Wi-Fi and iPads, and then the others just didn't pick stuff outside, but. I, in my opinion, we, did a we had a better day on our yes. They, sorry, they had a better day on our yesterday. And Josh actually said to me the day after, he said, Mummy, I really enjoyed my yesterday yesterday, but I have to say that apart from the fact they got online gaming, I really preferred the Saturdays yesterday. He actually <laughs> yeah. preferred it more because we, we played games together well, and we did loads, like, yeah, we did loads of family stuff yeah. and we did do um, a science experiment on there yesterday, though. We got we did the whole Coke bottle with the Mentos thing. You know, you can, like, there we buried it, an open Coke bottle in, in some pebbles on the beach, and then we're creating a volcano. But you've got to use Coca-Cola, not Pepsi, because it didn't really work that well. It, it didn't Pepsi. explode. Apparently not. It was a well, disappointment. It did, yeah, someone, I, mean, <laughs> I, 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 I filmed I it on it Instagram. Kind of fizzy drink. I didn't know that. It was literally yeah. Coca-Cola. I yeah. don't know if they've changed all those ingredients to when it yeah, was whatever chemicals yeah. are in I, there. Well, yeah, it, it, it wasn't. In fact, I think it would have been almost as good as if you just shook up the bottle and opened it. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I did an Insta story thing on it, and somebody commented and said that it's because you, we didn't use Coca Cola, so that's correct. Oh, we're going to do it again next time, but we're going to do it once a month now because I think. As parents, especially for those guys, like they live with us 24 seven, they constantly have their parents saying yes or no, right? So where's their freedom? You've got to give them like, everyone needs a lid off the pressure of being good, don't they, you know? And so to give them a yes day once a month makes sense because they get that feeling of like, I can say, yeah, I can say what I want now or I can do what I want. And I think it's just important for them to have, you know, that but freedom. Cool. It's like you gave them a day before where they they have to do everything that you want to do. And yeah. They approach you afterwards and we're like, actually, when you tell us what we need to do, we actually have more fun. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. let's let's just spend do more what time you want to do all the time, mom and dad. Really yeah. Nice. And and I think <laughs> because we had planned a yesterday for us and a yesterday for them, it was for both of us. We were like, oh, what can, we, what can I do? What, what do I want? Mm. And none of it was all our jobs. It was no jobs, no routine. It was just no work. No working out, no mm. online. Um, for us, like editing or your work. It was, it was basically it was just basically not two having two days off. And I think yeah. that was actually good for us. That's what it was. It was two days off. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's important. And also, Josh, um, 
Josh wrote a list, a yesterday list. Like I, I let them both have a piece of paper and a Oh, something's going on. And a, an aeroplane? When does that happen these days? Um we I gave them a pen and paper and a list. I said, guys, write yourself a list on your yesterday of what you wanted. And it was such a beautiful thing that Josh wrote Roblox and a bacon sandwich. And that's all he wanted. Like you get children living in modern day culture who are like in the Western world who are like for Christmas, ticking every box in the Argos um, catalog or yeah. you know, these thousands and thousands of pounds. Like they've never been the kind of kids that that, that ask for much mm. because Just a bacon I don't sandwich. know. Yeah. Mm. Simple pleasures, you know? Yeah, that's true. And that's something that'll cool. get them through life, I think. So yeah. yeah. But uh yeah. I think we, actually Sony has done that for us. We're very minimalistic. We like that just essentialism very yeah, um, definitely. That's what I love about Sony though. Consumerism lifestyle. It does. Absolutely. If, 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 it's just not around you. Yeah, and, and it's yeah. it's not healthy either. Like if you like because you've immersed yourself in like this minimalist, like living off the grid type of lifestyle now, you can look mm. from the outside back in. Oh, totally. And, like the UK is kind of the UK is kind of bad, but it's not terrible. But like, if you look at the states for an example, where it's just like oh, corporatism and consumerism mm. on steroids, it's like oh, every mm. month there's a new this. You have to get the new trainers. Mm. You have to get a new computer. It's like oh. it's pretty, it's pretty poisonous. It's but wasteful, like, you, is the way I see it. You know, materials yeah. wise, you know, yeah, if you get a new wasteful. trainers every month, what? What? I, I mean, we still live in the same clothes we were living in two years ago. And in fact, if I get new clothes, it's normally because someone's donated some to me. You know, we, it's functionality, isn't it? Your life becomes purposeful. Like you wear yeah. clothes for purpose and you wear, like I can't remember the last time I went I went shopping for clothes or anything really other than maybe mascara. That's the difference. Yeah, from external factors, you get yeah. nature gives you everything you need. Mm. And We're it, definitely, oh, definitely happier. Yeah. And, We've actually travelled a bit as well, and some of the third world countries we've been to, mm. they actually, if you look at the families there, they actually look happier than mm. the oh, Western yeah. world, in my opinion. They're happy. They they yeah. yeah, yeah. So it almost sort of, that kind of proves the point, yeah. doesn't it? The more sort of um, technology, you know. Um, the more you have, the more you want. Yeah, and I think it, mm. it makes you less happy. You know? Yeah, obviously you need the the, the essentials like we, we have to eat and we have to we I think that is probably our our luxury. If there's ever a luxury <laughs> is food. We just love food. Like we're real foodies. Especially when it's a fish. Not fancy. We just like a Barbie. <laughs> a Barbie and a good loaf of bread and a nice salad. That's all. But yeah. we love there's nothing better than a full fridge. For me, that yeah. I'm happy if the fridge is full. And and so obviously we have to work and we have to keep the, the boat afloat. But yeah. other than that, we, we don't really want for much. But also, like, guessing the food. Obviously, I like spearfish. But over here, it's all kind of what it was like when I was growing up, where you there's no big supermarket. You have to go to the fruit and veg shop. You have to go to the butcher's Old school. bakery. Mm. Um, and you meet all these different people and you get to know them and you have conversations yeah. with them. You know, Definitely. albeit poor Greek on my part, but um, <laughs> yeah, you, you know, we we know all the we know a lot of people in the yeah, shops yeah. and their businesses. You know, like oh, here in Leros, there's uh, a, a, a specifically a chicken shop. So it's a shop just that just sells uh, chicken, and um, they've like got that. no, 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 uh, like fresh just, chicken, like a butcher's, but just for chicken. And oh, they've right. got a 
support. You'd be surprised yeah. how many ways you can cut up or do or do stuff with you. Yeah, <laughs> and they've got a, <laughs> and they they they're a family-run business and they've got a chicken farm with four thousand free-range chickens on it up what? in the hills in Leros and. Yeah, something comes from everywhere. It's really cool. Really, I, I love that about Greece as well. Uh, you know, there's not many big chains of supermarkets. No, I, I love it. It's, it's just, not in the islands, it's anyway. It's such a nice you know? place. I never understand, mm. like, when you get people who, like, they start sailing or they start cruising, they'll, like, do a few years in the Mediterranean. They'll be like, oh, we've got to get to the Caribbean. I'm like, yeah. why would you need to go to the Caribbean if you haven't spent two years? Everything you need. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Like it's You've got everything. I think of like beauty. Yeah. If you if you want IKEA, you can go, but you know, it's, it's yeah. a, you have to go to Athens or whatever. Oh, you fly to Athens if you want. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, no, it's that, there. That, if that you is need so it. true. And every single yeah. island has a very different feeling to it as yeah. well. You would think they're all the same. And but history. They're not. Yeah, no, they're, they're completely they're all, different. They're all different. Some have similarities. Mm. Mm. Um, Maybe the foods, um, you know, the types of foods you can get, like the cultural foods, but. Every single island has an, its own little history. It's got its own mm. type of people. So much history, yeah. oh, it, it really is. Like, like you were saying, actually, that's a really good point about, um, you know, if you were in the Caribbean or sailing those areas, which are absolutely stunning, but maybe don't have every piece of the puzzle. Whereas I feel like Greece has literally every piece of the yeah. puzzle. I, I would love to go to the Caribbean. Definitely. But I wouldn't say no. <laughs> Sometimes I'm, I'm really bad for this. Sometimes you can always be looking forward to the next thing, not living in the moment where you are. You know, and mm. there is so much to do in the Mediterranean. Whereas, from what I've heard about the Caribbean, once you've been to a few islands, there you kind of get a bit sane. Yeah, yeah. and then you've got a long way to go to come back from it. Yeah. yeah. Whereas yeah. here, you know, there's so much in Greece, but if we ever get bored of, you know. Greek life, mm. go over to Italy, go exactly. to Sardinia yeah. or, or Spain. They're all different. And I loved all the countries I passed from mm. England to here. Like, mm. I, I wish I could have spent years in all of them. <laughs> Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. So if you're a sailor and you like you like your history, especially when it comes to like real history, like the Greeks, the Romans, yeah. uh, even the I'm Egyptians, you can go to Egypt tough. if you're in the, in the bed. Oh, um, I'd love to go to Egypt. Oh, I mean, I, I think that part of the world is like the most interesting yeah, there, like, democracy yeah. was formed there. You know, mm. this, uh, empires that took over the world are from there, and, mm. and the the sites where you know they gathered yeah. like, the Acropolis and the the amphitheaters and everything. They're still there. Mm. Like it's amazing. It's oh so yeah, cool. and the archaeology the archaeology of Egypt is what yeah. uh, attracts me, and 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 the you know like, all of that sort of um so many stories. Yeah, like there's an island I forgot the name. It's Farm or something. It's a small island just off the west coast of where we are now in Laos. Mm, mm. And uh, it was it Julius Caesar was captured by pirates there and then held prisoner on this oh, island. Yeah. And, right. and he, he said who he was. He, he said who he was. Mm. And the pirates, I think, believed him. And then um, the pirates all got Eventually. killed and he got free. Yeah. But um, yeah. that happened just over there. I could I, almost swim to this island. I can That's literally crazy. point to Mussolini's house. I can see Mussolini's house from here as well. So yeah, no the bay that we're in, in Leros, is, um, was um, the, the Italian naval base for Mussolini's troops oh, um, wow. in the World War. Yeah, so there is naval history and World War II history everywhere you go. We've been like, in the bunkers. It's incredible. Yeah. And yeah, apparently Mussolini's house was there and Hitler had a house next door to him, didn't he? 
I'm not very good at the history. That's what so, someone told lot, me something about that. There's yeah. tunnels all through the because um, Leros itself is an island that is just so well protected, mm. especially Lucky Bay, uh, that even Hitler couldn't penetrate it in the World War. Like it, it's it remained in Italian hands and that's why you've got it's pretty it's called they call it the weirdest island in greece that's what it's known for because it's because got greek yeah because of the right. because of the history but also, but also the, buildings, the buildings are all italian art deco right. there's it's like an italian mixture. side and a greek side but when you oh, when you say it in you're like Why are you yeah it's really so, weird yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine so. the poor Greeks who lived there prior to that, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, we've got new neighbours. Oh, yeah, suddenly, yeah. <laughs> new neighbours. <laughs> and a whole new, um, like, yeah, landing of... <laughs> yeah. Where's all these boats come from, then? <laughs> yeah, there's a new customers yeah. at the shop. They're all Nazis. Like, yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> like the crazy thing, oh, yeah. it's like, it, like, that wasn't so oh, long comes ago. Your... It was like 80 yeah. years ago, 70, 80 years ago, and it was like literally happening mm. in civilized countries. So, so that's what's amazing about the Mediterranean. Like, there's so much history there, and there's so much mm. stuff. Yeah. Mm.